Hi, this is Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen, hosts of Shooks and Giff, the podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Be sure to check out all of our other great podcasts by visiting edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome back for another episode of the Leader of Learning podcast, the show where educators can come find inspiration to transform education through effective leadership. I'm your host, Dan Krinas. Let's get started. Let's get started indeed. Listeners, welcome back for episode 39 of the Leader of Learning podcast. If you're new and joining us for the first time, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. If you're one of the loyal listeners, thanks for coming back and and turning to the Leader of Learning podcast. This past weekend, actually, I want to express my appreciation and gratitude. There were several shout-outs on social media where people were asking for recommendations for educational podcasts and educational leadership podcasts, and the Leader of Learning podcast was shouted out several times. So I really appreciate that conversation and those mentions on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, this episode features a very incredible guest, Mark Barnes, who you might know as the publisher of the Hack Learning series or Times 10 Publishing. But, and I don't know why it took 39 episodes for this to really come out, one of the things we really focus on in our interview is getting connected and being an engaging contributor to the network of educators out there on social media. If you're listening to this right now, chances are pretty good that you're a connected educator. Maybe you found us on social media or maybe there was a link to the podcast somewhere. But if you're not one of those connected educators, I'm interested to know what your thoughts and feelings are about it after you hear this interview with Mark Barnes, because I think both of us share similar opinions and experiences when it comes to really being a connected educator and using those opportunities to then grow and become just a much better educator because of them. Anyway, at this point, I'd like to bring on my guest for this episode, Mark Barnes. Well, I'm excited to bring on the guest for this episode. Mr. Mark Barnes is a consultant, a publisher, a speaker, blogger, and according to his website, I think just a general all-around educational engager. So welcome, Mark. How are you doing today? Hey, Dan. I'm great. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, I, I, I like to think engager. I, I don't know that I've ever used that one, but we can go with that. I like that term, actually. I think that uh, you know all the things that you do really get people engaged in, in making education better. And we're going to talk a lot about that, of course. But before we do, if you could just introduce yourself a little bit better for any listeners who may already not know you. Yeah, I'm Mark Barnes. That's at Mark Barnes 19 on Twitter, where I spend a large portion of my day engaging with the audience there. Uh, I was a classroom teacher for a little over 20 years and I taught uh, mostly in the middle school, a few years at the high school level, English language arts primarily. And uh, I, I wrote a few books going back, oh, good Lord, now six, seven, eight years. And uh, that couple of them were popular, I'm happy to say. And that sort of got, helped me make the transition from classroom teacher to speaker and presenter. And then uh, I wrote another book back in 2015, co-authored with Jennifer Gonzalez called Hacking Education. And that was the uh, 
the launch of the Hack Learning series and my company, Times 10 Publications. And that series, uh, we're getting ready to launch book 23. Yeah. So we're going to get into a lot of that stuff. Um, one of the things that you touched on was sort of your your background, uh, mostly at, at the middle school level, you said. Mm-hmm. You know, again, obviously, you've you've dabbled in the, the publishing, consulting, speaking, blogging aspects, but you know, where did it all get started for you? What's your background? You know, my first love was coaching and I, I played most sports as a kid and uh, I really love basketball. And I started coaching basketball. A friend of mine who is a teacher in a local school district uh, told me that there was a freshman basketball coaching job available. And he's like, you know, I know you, love basketball and you played and what do you think? And, you know, I was sort of working part-time. I was young, right out of college. And I said, sure, I'll give that a try. And at the time I was in writing, I was working for a newspaper as a sports writer. And um, anyways, as I was coaching, I found that what I loved most about my day was spending time with kids. And I had some pretty cool opportunities with this local uh, newspaper I worked for. I got to cover professional sports, the Cleveland Indians, Cavaliers, and, you know, everybody was always wanted to hear about that. They were like, oh, that is so cool. You know, like I got to interview people like Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley and uh, some baseball greats and people like yeah, that. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, sorry to cut you off. I'm, no. I'm just listening to you speak. And we actually have a lot more in common than I think I, I even realized beforehand. You know, I, I was in broadcast journalism a little bit uh, between college and, and getting into education. And I, too, did had some of the same experiences. I went to a major college you know sports college I went to the University of Connecticut and I was on the radio and that's sort of where I started dabbling in some of that and then I became a producer at ABC Sports Radio and I was interviewing like you said some some big names and it it was really really fun Um, but I sort of just realized that that wasn't the career for me but it was definitely fun and I've brought some of that into my educational experiences and and even again as I'm listening to you and we have that in common I know that there are other educators like I've interviewed Matt Miller for example on this show before yeah. a long time ago now over a year ago I think but he he too kind of came into education and had similar experiences sort of the same way yeah I think you know it's once you know it's that thing about it, they always say about loving your work you know and if you if you love your work you don't really work a day and you know for me even though doing the sports writing and being out there in that world that I love was so cool I just, I, it's so enriching working with kids and seeing kids grow and young kids, you know, there's so many layers to them and it's just really neat to see that. And I just always loved that. And, you know, I, it wasn't hard for me at all to say, I don't want to be a sports writer or a broadcaster. You know, I want to go work with kids. Yeah. And so you brought up the coaching thing. Um, I coached baseball at my previous school for a few years and it, it really is an experience that's almost second to none. And for me, what it really meant the most was just having uh, a relationship and a rapport with students that is so much different and so much deeper, really, than than anything that you could really get in the classroom. And, and it just really meant a lot. And, and actually, for me, as an out-of-class teacher, it, it sort of kept me in the game, no pun intended, with these students just really understanding what they were going through day to day. So again, I think a lot of a lot of people have that experience, that aspect of them where coaching really hooks them into wanting to work with kids. As a matter of fact, I just took my first administrative uh, position a couple months ago. And I think one of the things, not that I think, 
the superintendent, when she interviewed me, told me one of the things that really stood out on my resume was my coaching experience, believe it or not. Yeah. Well, congrats on that job too. And, and that's, uh, I, I've been asked about coaching in the education world so much because, you know, you're, you're dealing with kids in a different level. You know, I always said the kids, the thing about co- sports is it's voluntary, you know, kids have to go to class. So, you know, it's like they, they have to come into my classroom, whether they want to be there or not, but they don't have to walk into that gym or that baseball field or out to that track. They choose to do that. And then, you know, they choose to deal with those coaches and you see a lot of different sides of them. You get, I think, you interact with parents a little bit more because they show up at the events. And I, I think there's great experiences that can really build educators into more than they even knew they could be. All right. So let's get back into the the publishing thing for a minute, the hack learning books, um, the origin story behind it. How did it start? Where did it come from? And, and how did it grow into what it is now? Boy, that's a really long story, Dan. I'm gonna. I'll try to give you the clip yeah, notes version. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, I had been doing some writing. I, I wrote a couple of books for other publishers, and then uh, as a part of that, wanting to continue to share my experiences, I started a blog uh, back in I think 2014 or 15 called Brilliant or Insane, and I wrote about education. And it was just, you know, things that somebody could look at that and go, boy, that's brilliant. Some could look at it and go, man, that's insane. And that was sort of the idea. Well, I wrote this one post, pretty brief, and it was something like three things school leaders could do tomorrow to change everything in their building, something like that. And uh, and I just picked three simple well, problems that maybe aren't simple, but I thought they were, you know, and I said, let me just say what I think we could do as school leaders to fix these. And that post turned out to be really popular. And a lot of people commented there and on Twitter and other spaces and said, you know, I think there could be more of these because I I called it hacks. You know, they said we could we could hack more things. And then in some conversations with Jennifer Gonzalez, who does Cult of Pedagogy, she and I were in a Voxer group and we were chatting about different problems in education. I just private messaged her and said, hey, you know, I'm doing this thing and I think you've got some cool ideas. How about working with me on it? And, uh, you know, that was it. So we did Hacking Education, which was 10 quick fixes for every school. And as we were writing, we talked about how it could be more. You know, I, I, I would talk about this idea for a chapter and she'd go, no, that sort of seems like a whole book to me. And the next thing you know, you know, we started thinking, I was like, you know, this really could be a series of books. And, you know, in one of those crazy life moments, uh, I was out the presenting a lot and traveling. And I just thought, you know what? I don't like traveling all that much, but I do love this work. And what if I just gave this a go? So I started a publishing company and started going out and recruiting my friends and saying, hey, what if you did a book in this format? And that's it. The Leader of Learning Podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network, podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. For more great podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. The Leader of Learning Podcast is also a proud member of Voice Ed Radio, changing the way you talk about education. To listen to more great education content, please visit voiceed.ca. What is it about putting out content, you know, cause you said you kind of started small and, and blogging and then you had these ideas and it became a book and now it's like a whole series of books and a publishing mm-hmm. company. 
what is it about educators or, or you specifically, you know, sharing content, putting it out there and, and really engaging in the education community that way? Yeah, one of the things that influenced me was Twitter. You know, I started when I when I started presenting, I wanted to sort of build my own brand and, and get people to know who I was. And that way I could share content and give people ideas of who I was. And they might say, hey, come out and present to our schools or I could send them to my books and say, I got some more ideas here. But, you know, Twitter just became a, a place where you could engage. And I started getting into Twitter chats and really meeting some people there. And what I learned right away is that that was a space where people were sharing cool ideas. There's so many educators that are doing neat things. Maybe they're not even writing books, but they're doing things in their space. And Twitter is a place where they join conversations and they talk about it and they share those anecdotes. And that was just inspirational to me. So I thought, you know, there's so much great sharing here. It inspired various ideas for me, and it also led me to a lot of our authors. I would say we've probably got 35 authors now. And I would say probably 25, 26 of those I have met on Twitter and then eventually at conferences and things like that. So it's been great for connecting. And it, I think we need to be sharing what we're doing. I think that's the, the, the short answer to your question is I'm inspired to share content that makes educators better because when educators are better, ultimately kids become better. I love that. That, that was beautiful right there. Um, yeah. You know, like for me, and, and I don't, I'm not putting out nearly as much content as you and, and some of the other um, members, let's say, of the Hack Learning series and, and mm -hmm. the Hack Learning organization. But yeah, I mean, very similar experiences for me. I think I joined Twitter technically in 2009. So, you know, you're talking almost 10 years ago at this point, but it wasn't until I became an instructional coach at my last school and faced with the I don't know what to call it, not the dilemma, that's not the word I'm looking for, but the challenge, I guess, to coach, quote unquote, coach teachers in all subject areas when really my classroom experience was really in one subject area. And I said, what am, what am I going to do? You know, and, and so I just said, I want to learn as much as I can about as much as I can in order to really support the teachers I'm working with. And that's really where I started using Twitter quite a bit. And then one thing led into another. And, and like you, I started a blog. It was called Leader of Learning. And then before you knew it, it became, you know, the podcast now, too. So uh, very, you know, pretty similar in that regard. I love that evolution. And I, I see that a lot in people like you. And I, I love that. And it's sort of the path I took as well. You know, you start out, Twitter's such a simple thing. You know, you go on there and, you know, it used to be 140 characters. Now it's 280, but it was just, you know, you, you, you put snippets of information out, you join a conversation, you're sharing content with people you don't know. And I, it's amazing to me how many people started blogs after being on Twitter. They've told me that, or they've reached out to me privately and said, Hey, I've been thinking about starting a blog. And, you know, it, I think it, it begins with Twitter, then it goes to a blog. Sometimes people write a book. Sometimes people start a podcast. And, and it really grows. And I really think that's what we should be doing as educators is, you know, we're doing great things in the classroom. We need to share it with the world because we're better together than we are apart. Absolutely. Hashtag better together. You know, and I actually, it's funny, I'm thinking back now, I had a blog, um, I guess I was... I was teaching already. So I had a blog when I was becoming a, a father for the first time. And I was writing letters to my son who wasn't even born yet. Um, but that was my first experience blogging. And then when I got back into it, in terms of like, educationally speaking, um, yeah, that, that for me, that's what it was. I was like, how can I 
not only sort of compile experiences and, and things that, that I'm doing, but yeah, maybe, you know, to some degree, inspire others and help others with what they're doing as well. Anyway, I didn't realize this was going to be like such a, an advertisement for Twitter. But yeah, seriously, <laughs> I'm talking to my, my listeners right now. I'm assuming you're on Twitter because that's probably how you found me and, and this show. And, or maybe you're a fan of Mark's and you wanted to hear him come on to the show. But if you are not, if there is a chance that you are not on Twitter, please consider getting, getting yourself set up with an account. Uh, if you don't know how to do that, hey, reach out to me. Reach out to Mark. We will certainly mm-hmm. help you. Now, your publishing empire, you said soon to be the, the 23rd book published in the series. I know that there's this entire unseries that, that keeps yeah. getting plugged, and, and that's becoming a bigger thing now. What keeps it going and getting stronger all the time? I mean, this thing is just building and building. It's like a snowball effect at this point. Yeah, well, I I don't know that's an empire, but <laughs> Oh, come on, don't be modest. It's, it's twenty three books. But uh you know, that's a really good question. Uh what keeps it going? And you know, honestly, what keeps it going are the people out there who want to do what we're talking about, who want to engage and who wanna share. You know, I'm really happy that with the, the success of the Hack Learning series has led to other things. And we got to a point where the hack learning books became popular enough that people were actually reaching out to me. Someone once asked me in a podcast interview, when did you know that you made it? And of course, I said, I, I doubt that all the time. But I said, you know, for me, I knew it was a real thing when someone reached out to me for the first time and said, hey, I've got an idea and I'd like to put it in your book series. And I was like, wow, people are now coming to me. And, and you know, that happens a lot. So it's, it's great now. I, I'd probably get you know, 10 to 20 book pitches a month. And that's exciting. So it tells me that people like the product, they like what we do, and they have stuff to share. And we're talking a lot about engagement today. And there's so many educators who are like, man, I've got this thing and I've got to share it. So, you know, hack learning and the format was really popular. It's, it's pretty simple how to, here's a problem, here's the hack, and here's what you can do tomorrow. And people love that. And then uh, Chuck Poole, who runs Teachonomy. I don't know if you know Teachonomy, but people should I check do it know out. Teachonomy and, and Chuck is, uh, of course, another podcaster. Uh, yeah. Teachonomy Talks. And he's he's amazing. You know, talk about an engaging and inspiring <laughs> guy, man. This guy, like every time I see him or speak to him, he just he lifts you up. He's got this energy about him that's just so supportive. <laughs> it's crazy. Like Dan, I love to hear that, man. Yeah, unlike anyone I've ever seen almost. That is what led me to Chuck. And again, it all started on Twitter. Boy, we're really giving Twitter a commercial today. Yeah, right? But it all started there. You know, I saw Chuck's work on the Teachonomy feed on Twitter. That led me to his blog. That led me to his podcast. And when you listen to Chuck, it's like you said, you know, his enthusiasm and his love of life and love of education and helping kids is just infectious. And it was so infectious to me that I had gotten to a point where as much as I love the hack learning series and we're still doing books in it, I was like, I'm ready to do something new. You know, that's another big part of the publishing world for me is I like doing new things. So, you know, I kind of felt like my niche was the series that I figured out how to do this education book series. So I wanted to do another one, but I didn't want it to be equated with me. I wanted times 10 to publish it, but I, you know, people look at hack learning and they go, Oh, that's Mark Barnes. I didn't want that. So I reached out to Chuck and I said, Hey, I want to do another book series. What do you think about being, you know, sort of the guy behind the curtain, maybe write the first book and then manage the series. 
And, you know, we, we talked back and forth for a couple of months, a couple of summers ago. And, you know, now his first book, Unforgettable, is out, first book in the Unseries. We've got uh, book two coming out soon from J.C. Maslick, which he's got some great people he's lining up. Uh, we've got Bethany Hill. Um, and, you know, I know that she's super popular on Twitter. People love her work. She's she's doing a Another book. one who's just so inspiring, you know, and, you know, whether it's the hashtag she puts out or yeah, I mean, literally people are making news stories about her and how how inspiring yep. she is, just her work in her school. It's crazy. I know Rochelle Danae Poth, a good friend of yep. mine, is also lined up as an author. Uh, yeah, no, it's that's really exciting stuff, that Unseries. That's cool. Yeah. And now we actually have a third series coming. Uh, it's the series is called Lead Forward. And I'm super pumped about this because, you know, this is something we've been working on really for probably over a year. And, you know, just there's so much behind the scenes stuff that goes on in putting a series together and, you know, creating the format and then finding the people. And that's the most important thing is getting the right people. And I'm super pumped about this. We're going to really feature uh, the voices of women educators. And um, this series, you can, there's, if you go to hashtag lead forward, you can see a lot of stuff about it. The, the books that are coming, I think we may have recently launched our first cover. And the first book in the series is by Sine Bell, who's another superstar leader. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And those books are coming soon too. So the, that empire, as you call it, continues to grow. Yeah, and and what I love about it, whether or not you want to call it an empire, I think what I love about it so much is just that disruptive nature of it. You said you know you want to uh, change the game and, and sort of push boundaries, and, and I think you're doing that. I actually didn't even know about that last uh, series, that last project that you mentioned, but that's great. I got to tell yeah. you, you know, I I am not at a point where where I'm going to be writing a book, and it's not because I don't want to. It's because I I got to finish up my doctoral dissertation <laughs> first uh, before I do anything like that. You know, we mentioned before like blogging and everything. I I love creating content like that, and I'm a and I'm a strong writer. But I I said it at the point where I was really getting knee deep in doctoral stuff and and the dissertation. Certainly, I can't create that kind of content that often and that's really where the the podcast came you know was really where it was birthed uh was that that fact you know i i gotta put out content but i cannot keep writing uh to the to the degree that it would require so no books for me yet but man i really really love what you're doing uh, i've been inspired by so many of those books i haven't had i'm trying to think back i haven't had too many of the of the times 10 authors on here i know one of the books that inspired me a lot was uh Hacking Assessment, and, and Star's been uh, a guest on here before. Yeah, Star Saxton is a star, truly. Oh, my God, yeah. She's, uh, she's amazing. That's one of our most popular all-time books. Still sells huge, and I believe it was the third book in the series. Star's everywhere now. She's she's uh, presenting on no-grades classrooms all over the world. She's in London right now doing something in education, and she just came from, I want to say, Dubai. So she's all over spreading the word. Yeah, really, uh, that's great. That's right. I was telling you, you got the right name. <laughs> yeah, I know one of the other uh, one of the other authors, and, and again, a, a big seller, probably hacking PBL is is Ross, and he's uh, he's local in terms of um, where where I work. I think he lives mm-hmm. not too far away. Star is not too far. We're all kind of in the same vicinity. I gotta I gotta meet up with him sometime. He doesn't know that yet, but yeah, <laughs> and will. I'll tell you, I say it a lot. That area, you know, New Jersey, Long Island. That, that's really a hotbed for education. Uh, we have in the New York State and New Jersey area, 
we probably have six or seven authors and I've talked to some of them about it. I'm like, it's amazing to me how, how many people are doing such cool stuff in that area. Mm. I don't know what it was, you know, something in the water there that it draws Mm -hmm. great educators, but I'm really impressed with what's going on in that area. Yeah. Ross Cooper and he co-authored hacking project based learning with Aaron Murphy and um, yeah, tremendous book. And again, there uh, n- nobody knows this yet. They are currently authoring a second project-based learning book for Times Ten that will be out this year. Well, hey, there you go. There's, a, there's a news flash. There's a news flash for your listeners. Look at that! Yeah. Excellent. We got the exclusive, exclusive. on the yep. show. Leader of Learning. You heard it first. <laughs> Project-Based Learning Part 2. Listen, congratulations on on all of your success and the success of all of your authors and everyone who is involved in, whether it's Times 10, the Hack Learning Series, the Unseries. What, what was the other one you called it? I'm sorry, I forgot the Lead name. Lead Forward. Lead Forward. It'll be a brand people come to recognize. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Almost 23 books and so many more waiting in the wings, I'm sure. Yeah. How how can our listeners connect with you? How can they find out more if they need to? <laughs> well, uh, surprise, Twitter. <laughs> The underlying theme of our show today. Uh, Yeah, find me on Twitter, at MarkBarnes19. I'm on there all the time. And and it's really, truly, you said something about Engager. That is really where I engage the most. I I try to reply every time somebody comments on something of mine or asks me a question. People DM me constantly. Uh, You know, even if if I'm not following you, my my private messages are open on Twitter. So uh, we get a lot of book pitches there. You know, somebody just says, hey, what what about this? So find me on Twitter at Mark Barnes 19 and you can learn all about us over at times 10 books.com. And Dan, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, you talk about the the great people and the great things and our success. Uh, a lot of that relies on people like you. I really appreciate you having me, my authors and on the show and just what you're doing in general. Absolutely, man. I'm a big fan. Thank you so much for your time and I appreciate everything you're doing. All right. Thank you, Dan. Let's do it again sometime. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so yet, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite way to listen. Also, if you like what you heard, please recommend this podcast to other educators, leaders, friends, or anyone you think would love listening and learning. And don't hesitate to leave a positive review on iTunes or whatever service you use to listen. For more information, head over to leaderoflearning.com. There you can also find the Leader of Learning blog, ways to connect on social media such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Boxer, sign up for our newsletter, and even how to purchase Leader of Learning merchandise. Thanks again, and remember, no matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a Leader of Learning.